Whether you're traveling for work or fun, everybody loves a deal. Check out Rooms for Vacation for up to 50% off your hotel, resort, Airbnb, car rental, and more. That's Rooms, the number four, vacation.hotelplanner.com. In 2017, some odd things were happening down in Southern Ohio. Women were disappearing. The area was also suffering from a high rate of drug use, addictions, and overdoses. And many of the disappearance were initially overlooked because of these circumstances. Meanwhile, Chelsea Coe found herself struggling in 2017, really struggling. That year, she would lose her father to an overdose and she was also mixed up in the drug scene. She would move to the town of Miamisburg, Ohio and into the home of a man she was seeing, a man she only described to her mother as an older man. When her mother failed to reach Chelsea to discuss her father's autopsy report, something that Chelsea had desperately been waiting for, Chelsea was nowhere to be found. Chelsea likely had no idea that by September of that year, she would also be listed as one of the missing women from Southern Ohio. Is her disappearance linked to the others or a completely separate occurrence? Chelsea was officially labeled a missing person in September of 2017. Where is Chelsea Coe? and things like that that I tried all my life to try to deter her from, but 
missing and we want answers and somebody knows something whether it's the last person that she stayed with or the person that picked her up or dropped her off somewhere that night or whatever it is we need to know those steps because those are the steps that will show us where she is now just we need to know answers and i would so appreciate that hole in my heart to be filled even though if we find her and she's not alive anymore who did it what happened you know those kind of questions would be arised in my mind and so if anybody knows anything please 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 contact detective muncie we really appreciate it we need closure thank you hello and welcome back to the where are they podcast if you're new here our goal is to spread awareness of unsolved missing person cases Our mission is to give a voice to those that don't have one. I've always been intrigued by the cluster cases of missing women in Southern Ohio. Sometimes the case of Chelsea Coe is linked to those cases, and sometimes it isn't. In reality, investigators have no evidence that any of the cases are related in any way. There are also two different cases of an area of Ohio seeing five women vanish in one period of time. In 2014, Chillicothe, Ohio saw six missing women cases. Four of the women were eventually found deceased, three of them in nearby waterways. Two women are still listed as missing. Those cases still haven't been solved and, in fact, aren't even all considered to be foul play. In 2016, just 90 miles to the west of Chillicothe, women start disappearing again. But since all of these women had some connection to either the drug world or prostitution, the public hasn't been overly concerned or alarmed that something sinister is going on. And it could all be a terrible coincidence. Chelsea Coe was born October 6, 1991, and grew up in southwestern Ohio, a town called Lebanon, which is about 30 miles to the north of Cincinnati. We don't know much about her life before her disappearance, like many of the cases that we cover, but something went awry as she became a young adult. Somehow she fell into the drug scene. And we learned that her father was also a heroin addict. I know, like with many rural areas of our country, drugs are a huge problem. And when I tried to look up some statistics to see just how bad that area of Ohio is, I learned that Montgomery, Ohio, which is in that general area, for the year 2021 was considered the overdose capital of the country. Montgomery County consists of Dayton, Ohio, and outlying areas, and stops just shy of hitting Lebanon, Ohio, where Chelsea grew up. At some point, Chelsea moved to Middletown, Ohio. She wasn't staying in contact regularly with her mother, likely due to her lifestyle, but she did tell her mom that she was moving in with an older man. Her mom didn't know this man and didn't know exactly how much older he was than Chelsea. Also, in 2017, Chelsea would learn some devastating news. Her father passed away very unexpectedly, and her family says she was very distraught over this and was really anxious to get the autopsy results to find out why he died. This was the reason that Chelsea would check in with her mom occasionally, mostly to find out if she had the results yet from that autopsy. 
Reports vary on the exact date, but her mother, Shula, did speak to Chelsea at some point in June or July. But any attempt to reach her daughter after that, that year, was unsuccessful. But again, although Shula was worried, she chalked it up to Chelsea's lifestyle. Chelsea was also a 25-year-old young woman and certainly didn't need to answer to her mother. In early September 2017, Shula tried reaching out to Chelsea again, this time because she had news. They had finally received the results of Chelsea's father's autopsy, and knowing how anxious and desperate that Chelsea was for this information, she knew she would hear back from Chelsea soon. Except she didn't. The official dates of when Chelsea was finally reported missing do also vary. The Charlie Project has her missing date reported as September 4th, but other publications state it was September 24th. She was officially entered into the NamUs database, however, on October 13th, 2017. And NamUs also has the date of last known contact listed as July 1st, 2017. It's really so heartbreaking to me to see these details mixed up in so many reports because Not only it's such an important fact of the case, but it's just sad that nobody can really pinpoint a final point of contact for Chelsea. So the search for Chelsea begins. In the beginning, the media doesn't really pick up on her story, and they usually don't when these stories involve people that have a history, criminal, drug, or a transient history of any kind. But Chelsea does become the sixth woman to disappear in that area within an 18-month time frame. Brandy English disappeared from Middletown, Ohio in May of 2016. She was 41 years old at the time. Amber Whitmer disappeared from Springfield, Ohio in June of 2016. She was 30 years old at the time. Amber Flackor disappeared from Middletown, Ohio in September of 2016. She was 30 years old. Melinda Miller disappeared from Middletown, Ohio in February of 2017. She was 47. Michelle Bergen disappeared from Middletown, Ohio in May of 2017. She was also 47. And now we have Chelsea Coe vanished from Miamisburg, Ohio, sometime between June 2017 and September of 2017. This doesn't even take into account the disappearances that took place in Chillicothe, Ohio, back in 2014. So Middletown, Ohio, where four of the six women disappeared from, is 13 miles from Miamisburg, Ohio, where Chelsea was known to be. The two towns also run parallel to Route 75, a main highway that connects Dayton, Ohio to Cincinnati, Ohio. And even beyond that, Route 75 continues to run south through Kentucky, Tennessee, and all the way down to Atlanta, Georgia. And it even continues from there going into Florida. So it's a main interstate. And is that a notable fact here? Does this give somebody a getaway route? Or could it point to someone traveling that area frequently? Or does this fact have nothing to do with these disappearances at all? The investigation does lead law enforcement to also look pretty hard at the man she was living with. 
He has not been publicly identified, although online sleuths have mentioned a name here and there. Shula, Chelsea's mom, also said this man has not been cooperative with law enforcement at all. Although there could be many reasons for that, especially if he was known to be involved in the drug scene pretty heavily. Police have stated they have a person of interest, but they haven't alluded as to who that is, or even if it is indeed the man she was living with. But there are some additional clues that may lead us to think it is. Before we jump into the aggressive search efforts that would finally take place for Chelsea, let's take a break to hear about our featured partner for this episode, Mercari. The Mercari buying and selling app, your clutter can find a new home and make you some cash in the process. Take a few pics and then with a few clicks, your item is live and available. Mercari's reach is huge with over 19 million active users. And Mercari has one of the lowest selling fees and easiest shipping steps of all the selling apps out there. Not to mention, if you're looking to buy something in particular, Mercari probably has it. Their search and buy function is just as simple. Download Mercari today. Sign up with the link in our show notes and get a $10 buying credit and a $20 gift when you make your first $100 selling on Mercari. Again, you'll find the link in our show notes and on our social media accounts this week. A huge thank you to Mercari and a reminder, checking out our sponsors helps support the show as well. As always, our sponsor link will be in the show notes. So let's jump into the search that would finally take place for Chelsea Co. Remember, Chelsea wasn't technically seen by anyone after June or July of 2017, and the search for her was very slow going in the beginning. But in May of 2018, the local police department, Ohio BCI, and the FBI joined forces and began a massive search of the property where Chelsea was last thought to have been living. The home was located at 551 Lower Miamisburg Road in Miamisburg. This road literally runs from the Great Miami River in Miamisburg to the next town of Germantown. 551 Lower Miamisburg specifically is closer to the riverside. In fact, I mapped it and it's 0.3 miles to the river. So in May of 2018, the three agencies, local, state, and federal, come out to conduct a thorough search of this home. They bring in canines, ground-penetrating sonar, and even excavating equipment. A spokesperson said that they received a credible tip, which had led up to the search. The residents of the home were asked to leave, And I'm not sure if they were related or unrelated to the person that Chelsea had been living with there, but they were made to leave the property for the entire three days that the property was searched. The street was also put on lockdown at one point and residents said they couldn't even come or go with law enforcement telling them nobody could leave until they were done. Take a listen to what some neighbors had to say about the search happening at 551 Lower Miamisburg Road. Extremely bizarre. It's uh, it's 
frightening. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, I guess that it's not something you see here. Um, it's frightening and uh, it's, it's unnerving. Neighbors in this part of Miamisburg woke up to an unusual sight this morning. Trying to figure out what's going on. Trying to figure out what is happening. Miamisburg police, along with state and federal law enforcement, came to a home along Lower Miamisburg about 8 this morning and began searching. Miamisburg PD personnel, it's uh, some FBI personnel and Ohio Bureau of Criminal Identification personnel. Miamisburg police confirmed they're looking for evidence about the disappearance of 26-year-old Chelsea Cope, whose mother reported her missing in September. We flew Sky 7 over the scene to get a better look at the property. You can see all the different law enforcement on scene. From another neighbor's yard, we were able to get a look at what investigators have been doing. They've got a tent up, some on their hands and knees searching for clues. Heather McGuire has been watching it unfold. I mean, they're, they're digging. It looked like they were removing a lot of different things. Um, they had some boxes. They had some containers. Miamisburg police confirmed they're focused on this one property, but say they don't have a specific suspect at this point. Meantime, with few other details being released at this hour, neighbors say they're shocked to see something like this on their street. You know, I have to sleep here tonight. I, I hope they find what they're looking for, but at the same time, you know, you don't want that in your neighborhood either. Taking a look at the property through Google Maps, there actually looks to be two homes there. One sits behind the other, and law enforcement confirmed they did search two addresses. There is also a large outbuilding next to the house and then a smaller outbuilding next to that one. Investigators haven't elaborated on the tip that they received, the tip that led them there, but they believed it credible enough to bring in all three of these agencies and shut the street down. And they did actually excavate a good portion of the land surrounding the home. But ultimately, Chelsea wasn't found. In fact, some say that they didn't find anything at all, but in one interview, a spokesperson said they did find some evidence, but they couldn't give any more information to the public. In July, another tip came in that law enforcement found credible, and they closed down Sugar Creek Metro Park in Greene County to search, and this search also lasted three days. The park itself is 618 acres. And allegedly, there was a tip that placed Chelsea in that park around the last time she was known to have been seen. The timeline of that hasn't been officially released, such as when she was supposedly seen there or who saw her. But again, investigators found the tip reliable enough to conduct a thorough search there once again. Sugar Creek Metro Park is about 15 miles from 551 Lower Miamisburg Road. It's about a 25-minute drive, and it happens to cross over the infamous Route 75. The park is huge and has a lot of remote and secluded areas. It's also very wooded. The search was taking place in July of 2018, one year after Chelsea was last seen. So investigators had a challenge and once again brought in the FBI and Ohio BCI to assist. But again, nothing of consequence would be found, at least that law enforcement has publicly stated. But this did get a lot of people talking. With all these missing person cases in the area, why was suddenly the FBI brought in to help search for Chelsea? The speculation then turned to Chelsea's drug activity. First, it was learned that Chelsea had a 2015 drug charge for cocaine. Did Chelsea perhaps become a confidential informant? What was the FBI doing in this missing girl's case in Ohio? It was also learned that in November of 2016, less than a year before Chelsea would vanish, the police responded to a tip 
of sex crimes happening at 551 Lower Miamisburg Road. The police report has been heavily redacted, specifically regarding the names of people involved, but allegedly there was a report of illegal sexual activity. The report was that a woman was living in the home and that the male resident was withholding medication from her in exchange for sex. Sometimes even withholding food and money in exchange for sex. In the police report, when they got to the home, they found the man and woman living there. The woman did admit she was a recovering heroin addict, but denied that the man was sexually abusing her or that anything illegal was going on. The officer that had responded that day continued to try and reach out to the female, hoping that she may change her mind and let them know what was really going on there. However, she never did, and the case would end up being closed. Shula, Chelsea's mom, said that she believed that Chelsea was living in the home at that time, and she did say that Chelsea had alluded to her that some shady stuff was going on there. But despite Shula's urging, Chelsea would remain living in the home. Investigators would not confirm that was Chelsea at the home, however. I also don't know if the man was renting or was the owner of that property. Some speculated he was a relative of the owner, but the ownership during that time didn't change, although that doesn't necessarily mean it was the same man living there in 2016 as the same man that Chelsea was living with in 2017. Nothing new has been discussed in the Chelsea Co. case since that large-scale search at the Sugar Creek Metro Park in the summer of 2018. So what are the theories in this case? Theory number one, foul play, possibly at the hands of the person of interest. It seems law enforcement has information that the public doesn't. We don't know for sure if this person of interest is the older man she was living with, but he's of interest to me and the general public. Why hasn't he been cooperative with law enforcement? Why was his property dug up and searched? Or was this foul play at the hands of someone else? If she was involved in drugs still, was this a drug deal gone bad? Maybe the man she was living with, the one everyone is pointing fingers at, could be innocent, but maybe he knows something. Maybe he knows who else Chelsea was having contact with. But since he's been uncooperative, we just don't know. Theory number two a serial killer. There is talk about this theory, mostly because of the missing six from the Middletown Miamisburg area in 2016 and 2017, but also because of the missing women from Chillicothe, Ohio in 2014. Were any of these incidents related? No one can say for sure. In Chillicothe, the women were also known to have a history of drug addiction and even prostitution. Did their lifestyle just lead to something nefarious? And the women found deceased. Did they overdose? Was it an accident? Was it even foul play? To this day, no one knows for sure. And in Middletown, Miamisburg, no one knows for sure these cases of the missing women are related to each other there either. Sure seems very coincidental, but the fact of the matter is we just don't know. People mentioned the main highway systems running through the area. Could this be the work of a transient person who traveled through that area? 
They just repeatedly stopped in the same part of Ohio to commit these crimes. Did they know that area better than other areas? Or could it be someone local, someone specific to these areas? Theory number three, an accident. If Chelsea was on drugs, did she have an accident? Maybe an accidental overdose. Maybe she wandered off into the woods and became lost. While law enforcement believes Chelsea is likely no longer alive, they can't say for sure that there was even foul play here. And there are other theories as well. She was a beautiful young woman and into a risky lifestyle, a prime target for human traffickers. And could that be what might have happened to the other missing women as well? Or did Chelsea even leave on her own accord in an attempt to get away from people that were harming her? Did she just want to start over somewhere else? Again, we don't have enough evidence ourselves to rule any of these theories out. What do you think happened to Chelsea Coe? Chelsea is described as a Caucasian woman, five foot five inches tall and weighing around 140 pounds at the time she disappeared. She had blonde hair and blue eyes. Chelsea also had a tattoo of the word love on her hip and a tattoo of stars on her lower back. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Chelsea Coe or any information at all about her case, please contact the Miamisburg Police Department at 937-847-6600. Thank you so much for listening to Chelsea's story today. Chelsea's mother and her entire family have waited so long for answers. And it's the not knowing that haunts them every day. Shula, Chelsea's mom, said in an interview that Chelsea was the reason she changed her life around. Chelsea was her firstborn, and before getting pregnant, Shula herself was heading down a dark and dangerous path. She said she became sober once she knew she had a daughter that was relying on her, and she's been sober and clean ever since. Shula said she loves all her children more than anything, and her bond with each one is special. But she credits Chelsea with saving her life, the girl that made her a mother. Please share Chelsea's story. It's likely someone out there knows something and law enforcement needs that information. Technically, Chelsea's case is not considered a cold case, but it has been four years. We will be monitoring her case as we do all the cases we cover. And of course, we'll share any updates via social media as we get them. Be sure you are following us on Instagram at the Where Are They podcast or find our page on Facebook. We're on Twitter now also, and you can find us there at Can We Find Them. We always welcome case suggestions, so send them our way on any social media site or email me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. We want those hometown cases that need more exposure. If you are interested in supporting our charity partners and the family GoFundMe accounts, we always post links to them as well. And you can support them and us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash where are they podcast. That's all for this episode today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting our mission to spread awareness on these cases, on these people. We will be back again next week with another Unsolved Missing Person episode. And until then, stay safe and 
hug your loved ones. 